Welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. We hope that this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Welcome tonight. Um, have you noticed that, that God is moving amongst us? <laughs> have you noticed, brothers and sisters? And it's so good. It's so good. Have you noticed what God is doing through Feed Cork and in our youth ministry and our young adult ministry? Have you noticed, brothers and sisters? We, we, we need to give thanks to the Lord. Okay, can we just give the Lord a clap and thank Him? I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I think. What, what God is doing amongst us is wonderful. It's wonderful. And we need to take it in, behold it, pray for, pray for this youth weekend coming up, pray for our young people, pray for our children, pray, not just, not just take it for granted, but let's understand, let's have eyes to see what God is doing. It's, it's lovely. It's wonderful. Let's not miss it. Um, tonight we're... we're talking about authority. If you want to learn, turn to Luke chapter 4, um, I have on my phone, I have this thing called screen time. Anybody got screen time on their Apple phone? And with screen time, I can limit the amount of time that my kids spend on apps like YouTube and, and whatever, whatever else. And, and parents, I recommend this. Um, it's, it's good for your kids to have controls on, on what they look at and how much time they spend on, on different apps. But you know what? It's just so much fun. It's so much fun just to shut down their time and to, you know, you, you, can, you can have so much fun looking after your kids, you know, and their interest. Um, and t- tonight, <laughs> we're talking about authority, much, much greater authority than screen time. Um, but we're talking about authority. Uh, so let's, let's read in Luke chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 31. And it says, and this is talking about Jesus, that he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath, he taught the people. They, they were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority, had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, go away, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, what words are these? What words are these? With authority and power, he gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. Lord God, Lord God, thank you, O God, for Lord coming, Lord. Lord, for condescending, Lord, from glory, O God. And Lord, how, Lord, you, you came, Lord, stepped into our world, 
with all this authority, Jesus, yet you come and, and you approach us in such a gentle way. And Father, Lord, you, you stepped into that synagogue, oh God, and oh Lord, you, you brought the people on a journey. And, and tonight, Lord, you're bringing us on a journey, Lord, Lord, to just rediscover something again about you, Jesus, the authority that you have, oh God. And I pray Lord, just speak to us tonight, oh God, and oh Lord, reassure us, Lord, encourage us, oh God. Oh, Father, Lord, as we face into an uncertain future, Lord, Lord, in this world's terms, oh God, Lord, everything, Lord, that can be shaken is being shaken and, and will be shaken, oh God. Yet, Lord, we're secure in you, Jesus, and have your way in our hearts tonight, in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The last time I spoke, we, we talked about the power of Jesus and, and his ability to cross space and time and to heal from a distance. And, uh, and also how he demanded from a, a ruler, from, from a man, that he would not demand miraculous signs from Jesus before stepping out in faith. And so today we're, Jesus, we're going on to the, actually the next miracle of Jesus, and there's two accounts of it. There's, there's an account uh, in Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. It starts in verse 21, and it's almost identical to the account in, in Luke uh, verse 31 that we've just read. And, and so we're, we're going on, and Jesus is, I suppose he, he's introducing himself as Messiah, and we know that he has stepped out of eternity. There's, there's a much bigger plan than, than, than what has just started at the birth of Jesus, where, where he was born into this, this world in, in the form of a man. There, there is a, a much longer plan, and, and Jesus steps into this world, and he starts bringing, introducing himself, his identity. And in this section, we see something of the authority of Jesus. And he's just come up from his hometown of Nazareth, where he announced that, that he was the one sent. He, he pretty much announced he, he was Messiah. He was the one who was sent to, to bind up the brokenhearted, to release the captives, to open the blind eyes, and to free the downtrodden from the oppressor. I don't know what news you've listened to today, but that's about the best news there is, brothers and sisters. Our Jesus has stepped into this world to deliver, to deliver. Uh, maybe you're under the sound of my voice now, and, and you don't feel delivered. You don't feel like there's, there's a freedom in your heart. Well, I'll tell you, this Jesus, this Jesus, this is where you need to go to. You need to go to Jesus and he will break those shackles off no matter what those shackles are. Friend, no matter what those shackles are, whether they're shackles in the mind or even physical shackles or shackles of addiction, shackles of the past, shackles of labels, Jesus breaks the prisoner free. Hallelujah. And he opens the blind eyes, and, and, and if, if you just come to him honestly, he will deliver. He will. He delivered me. Delivered me from fear and bondage and, 
And, and he, he has brought a freedom into my heart that, that, that I can just worship him. It doesn't matter who's around. I remember being so afraid of the opinions of others and afraid of the opinions of people. And God has brought a, a deliverance into my life. And he'll do it for all of us. And, and so Jesus, he's just been to Nazareth. And Nazareth was his hometown. And they didn't like Jesus introducing himself in this way. They struggled with it. And the truth is, is that righteousness is not always welcome. I remember times in, in the office when I, when I worked in a, a factory environment, and I would be honest with my um, accounts of, of when I was doing expenses and stuff, and, and people didn't like it because I was only getting a modest amount for expenses, and they were claiming for a huge amount. And there was a big discrepancy between my accounts and their accounts, and it, it would show up something of their uh, cheating in the system, and he didn't like it. And Jesus steps into Nazareth, and he's claiming to be the Messiah. They knew him. They knew he was righteous. He had lived amongst them. And I can imagine them getting a little uncomfortable if Jesus ever spoke about paying your taxes, being honest with your taxes. I can imagine his business associates in Nazareth getting a little uncomfortable that, that Jesus is talking about taxes. And I wonder, is he talking about me? <laughs> I wonder, is he actually getting on to my case here? And Jesus could have, I suppose, exposed so much about the shady dealings and underbelly of Nazareth and he wasn't welcomed there to the point that they marched him out and they, they marched him towards a hill and they wanted to throw him off the hillside and kill him and kill him. And Nazareth is sad, but Nazareth missed their opportunity. Here they, here they had the potential of being the, the home base, the hometown of, of the, greatest, the greatest news that was ever going to ever happen in Israel, the, the, the birth and the life and the ministry of the Messiah, and they turned, they turned against him and sought to kill him. And it's possible, brothers and sisters, it's possible, friends, that we say no to Jesus. We're going to be talking about authority as we get into this tonight. But Jesus allows us to say no, even though he has supreme authority. He allows us to say no to him. He doesn't force us to come into his kingdom. He doesn't bully us and coerce us. He draws us. And Nazareth, he came to Nazareth with an opportunity to be delivered and set free. And they said no. They said no. For whatever reason, they said no. 
And it is possible, friends, that we could say no to Jesus. And I want to encourage you, if you hear me tonight, don't say no to Jesus. Don't reject him. He is not wanting to put you to shame. He is wanting to deliver you and bring healing into your life and into your home and into your situation and bring deliverance. And he calls and he comes with an offer to us. But Nazareth said no. And they missed this great opportunity. They couldn't kill him. It wasn't his time to die. And he just walked straight through the crowd that were trying to kill him. And he walked on to Capernaum. And Capernaum became his, his base for ministry. And Jesus, while in Capernaum, he would go to the synagogue and he would teach on the Sabbath days. And, and it says that in our reading tonight, it, it said that they were astonished now, with Pastor Pete here uh, a couple of Sundays ago, and he talked about being astonished at Jesus and astonished at what Jesus could do. What a great word. Jesus is astonishing. Astonishing. And they were astonished at his teaching, or as the King James says, his doctrine. Because it came with power. His teaching had authority. The words he said had power and had authority. He seemed to know what he was talking about. He seemed to be able to bring the scriptures together and make sense of what other teachers were just confused about. They could only draw on theories and what-ifs and maybe this and maybe that. But Jesus was able to bring it all together and present something, an argument with authority and with power. He could tie together difficult elements. And there was truth that would, would pierce to the heart and get to the root of the issue. As only he could. This was truth incarnate. This was truth being lived in front of them. And it was truth with compassion and with love and with a gentle, sweet invitation. Hallelujah. It was truth that said, Come to me with all your burdens. Come to me with your struggles. Come to me with your bondage. Come to me, I will carry your burdens. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the truth was ringing out with authority, with power, yet with no effort. Jesus could, could speak and it seemed like he, he didn't have to scream it out. He would sit down and teach. And people would just see the authority and the power that was in him. Nobody spoke like Jesus spoke. And here was truth in front of them. In Hebrews 3.1, it says this, 
Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses. Just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house. Authority, brothers and sisters. The son over God's house. And we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and to the hope in which we glory. And the law was brought and was, and Moses wrote it down and, and delivered it to the people. But Jesus is greater than the law, and he comes. The, the law was great. The law brought people to a place of, of understanding their need, understanding their brokenness, understanding their deficiency. But here now was Jesus, who was greater than the law and was bringing something greater than the law, a, a deliverance that the law couldn't bring, a deliverance, an overcoming that the law couldn't bring. And the people in Nazareth didn't realize that the builder of the house was with them. Even the people in Capernaum didn't realize that the builder of the house, the Son of God, God himself, was with them. Beloved, have you realized? Do you understand? We're not listening to Moses tonight. We have Jesus, the builder of the house, who has full authority, who can speak, and stars are flung into space who can speak and the dead are raised, who can place the sun at the perfect distance from the earth so we're not burnt up or freeze. Do you understand that, that this person who can speak these things, God spoke and these things were created, the same person, Jesus, speaks to us through his word. And he has authority to deliver. And his promises will come true. This is amazing, brothers and sisters. This Jesus is with us. Is with us closer to me and you than, than the person sitting beside us. He is here. He wants to be intimate with us. He, he stands at the door and he knocks. He knocks and he, he waits for us to open the door so he can come in himself and sit and talk with us and fellowship with us. This Jesus, 
The same person who can speak these amazing things with supreme authority comes to speak to us, to speak to me in a gentle way. So I'm not, I'm not killed by his words. If he was to reveal his full authority, we'd be on, our, on the floor. We'd, we'd be dead, brothers and sisters. We couldn't stand it. But he comes in a gentle way. And he waits for us to say, yes, Jesus, I'd, I'd like to speak to you now. And sometimes we keep him waiting. And sometimes... We neglect to sit down and, and speak to Jesus and listen to Jesus. And he waits. Can I encourage you today that if the word of God, if Jesus is talking to you about something, and it can be challenging, sometimes he comes in, you know when we open the door, Sometimes he speaks to us about things that we don't entirely want to talk about. <laughs> I'd rather talk about something else, Jesus, than that. But he comes in and, and in his gentleness and in his way, he leans towards something or he directs the converse, conversation a certain way. And he speaks to us about certain things. Sometimes he tells us to do something or to stop doing something or to change our approach or thinking or attitude. Can I encourage us tonight? It's time to stop the debate. Can we trust him? You know, he has all this authority, yet he approaches us so gently with love. That authority is still intact. That authority is, is intact. And when he speaks, when he draws us to something, it may be gentle. The approach may be sweet and gentle and tender and kind, but it is powerful. It is powerful. And we need not doubt that the love of Jesus and the authority of heaven and the power of heaven is behind his word. No matter how gently he approaches us, and how sweetly he draws us. All the power of heaven is behind that. He will care for us. He will never forget us. He will not abandon us. He will not expose us. He will not leave us destitute and without. But with all the authority of heaven, he will come in the gentle way, in the sweet way, and meet us. Let's stop the debate. Let's, let's trust this Jesus who can speak with such authority that the people in Capernaum recognized it. They said that there is no one who speaks like this. What is this? What, is, what are these words that we're hearing? What is this truth that we are experiencing that has authority? Proverbs 3, 5, we know it. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, submit to him, and, and he will make your path straight. He, he will make your path straight. There's a promise. There's a promise, brothers and sisters. He himself, at his expense, his power, he will straighten our path. He will, he will bring us through. There, there's a path through. That door that you think is closed, you, that, that, that way that you think will never be open to you, he has a path. He has a way, brothers and sisters. But we have to trust him. We trust him and let him with supreme authority. Let him look after the closed door. Because he has another one that's opened. If he closes one, he's opening another. He has a way. He is the way. The truth and the life. John 8.31 says this. To the Jews who believed him, Jesus said... If you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free. And there is a liberty when we, instead of trying to lead the person with supreme authority, when we will submit to the person with supreme authority, we walk into freedom, brothers and sisters. We walk into truth that brings freedom. We're not trying to make our own way anymore. We're free from that. Free from that. And he is making a way because he has authority over everything. And Jesus issues this invitation to come and, and to follow him and to yield to him and to submit to his authority so he can bring, bring us to where he wants to bring us. And while Jesus is teaching in the, in the synagogue this, this one day that we've read about, this man comes in who is possessed by a demon. Satan, Satan who is also referred to as Beelzebub, is in the New Testament and he's presented in the New Testament as a ruler of the kingdom of darkness. And he has demonic powers, demons who are in submission to him. You can read about that in various scriptures. He's referred to as a prince of demons. And he's also referred to as a prince of this world. He has a certain authority. He has a certain power that God has allowed him. He's all, the, the terms principalities and powers are also ascribed to Satan's authority. And there are spiritual beings, Satan and his demons, who are at work in this world. And Luke, who, who wrote this gospel that we read, he was a doctor. And so he would have looked at the details of, of what happened and examined them. And uh, he would have, in his doctor fashion, checked the symptoms. And in Luke's gospel, you see episodes of epilepsy. You also see episodes of lunacy. 
And you also see demonic possession. And this man who comes into the synagogue this day, somehow he has become the slave of a demon. And it would seem that he has surrendered himself to this demon. And I do want to warn us, brothers and sisters, that dabbling in, in black arts and alternative religions and paganism can lead to, to consequences that we, we may not foresee. It's something to, to take warning about. It can be tempting. Sometimes these things, these alternatives, promise something that we would like. That there is a temptation there, whether it's power or a healing or, or a shortcut to something. But can I suggest this, that if God isn't given it to me, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to try and wrestle something from an alternative source, which is questionable or even demonic, that God hasn't given me. So let's, let's stick with Almighty God, who is supreme authority. Let's go to Him with our needs. He has promised to supply and let's stay away from, from that which is questionable because it comes at a price. And this man, I, I would think, dabbled in something. And when Satan comes in, he steals, kills, destroys. He took authority. He took this man's life. He took authority and took his voice. We see that... that the, the, the demon cast him down to the ground, took him physically. And this demon that's in this man recognized Jesus and declared, go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And a couple of, of verses earlier in, in Luke, Jesus has already been in the desert and Satan has come to him to tempt him and offered Jesus a type of support to get established in the world. Satan come and, and he said, I can offer you this world, Jesus. Just bow down to me. And it says at the end of, of, of that episode that, that Satan retreated when Jesus resisted him and looked for a more opportune moment. And maybe this was it. Maybe this was one of the moments where this demon thought he could come along and be part of the, the Jesus team and declare Jesus in the synagogue to be the Holy One of Israel. But Jesus wants no part of the kingdom of Satan and immediately rebukes him. He doesn't want the powers of darkness as part of, of introducing Jesus to the world. Jesus has his own plan. Jesus is following the voice of God, his Father in heaven. He is not going to listen to any demon or any suggestion that Satan or his hordes has. He wants no part of it. And Jesus says to him, be silent 
He commanded the demon and the demon was silent. The demon was silent. The demon and the powers of darkness cannot resist the authority of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen? Brothers and sisters, we have every reason to be confident tonight because outside of, outside of God, Satan is, has, has got authority, he has got power, and he does have a power in this world. But Jesus has greater authority than Satan. Whatever his declarations are, Jesus' declarations are more powerful. Can I hear an amen? It does not matter what Satan has pronounced over us or what claims he has made over us. The deliverance that Jesus offers is greater, is more powerful, and he delivers to the uttermost. And when he opens the blind eyes, the blind eyes can see. And then Jesus says to this demon, come out of him, come out of him. And the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring the man. And in front of the synagogue, in front of the congregation that day, in front of the listeners, in front of Capernaum, Jesus demonstrated the authority over the powers of darkness, over Satan and his hordes. He demonstrated that he can command the powers of darkness and they will obey him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has authority. And we're going to see as, as we progress through the life of Jesus. And you know this. Jesus has authority over the wind. He has authority over the elements. He has authority over sickness. And he has authority over Satan and his demons. Hallelujah. Come out of him. Praise God, brothers and sisters. So when Jesus comes in his sweet and his tender way to say, I will, trust me. And he says, I will open the door. I will give you peace. I will provide. I will give you strength then you can be confident that there's no demon in hell can resist him. And you have every reason to believe the voice of Jesus, even though it's gentle and it's kind and it's patient. He comes with such sweetness, brothers and sisters. He does. He does. Over and over again in Scripture, we see in Jesus' name, in his name, in my name. The devils were powerless because of his name. The demons were cast out in his name. Healing occurred in his name. Salvation comes in his name. We baptize in his name. We are justified in his name, in his authority, brothers and sisters. And you know what we do? We pray in his name. We pray in his name. 
And when we pray, lovely things happen. We identify not in our authority, but in His authority. Jesus, you said that you would do this, so I pray in your name, would you do this? And we get in an amazing way to participate in the authority of Jesus. We don't get to tell him what to do. He tells us what to do. He is always in charge. But as we will just obey him, all the authority of heaven is behind us. Hallelujah. You know when the, the army man stands on the board of the private when he stands on the border of a country and he says to the enemy coming to attack, you shall not pass. <laughs> and the enemy comes attacking. What he does, he gets on to the boss who, who would be, I don't know, a sergeant. And the sergeant gets on to the colonel and the colonel gets on to the general and the general gets on to the president. And all of a sudden, there is a whole army behind that private who just took his place in obedience to the president. Brothers and sisters, if we will just take our place in obedience to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he will come with his authority at the right time, in the right way. We just have to wait and trust him. He will come and all of the authority of, of God, of Jesus, will be on our side. Can we bow our heads? Jesus, Jesus. Lord, there's such a sweetness to your approach that you would go to a synagogue in Capernaum that you would go to a synagogue in Nazareth, Lord, where they would reject you, Jesus. And there you are coming, offering salvation and deliverance and to set the captives free. And, and they, would, they would be allowed to reject you, Jesus. Yet you have all this authority, ultimate power. And then you go to Capernaum and, and you patiently find people who will recognize your authority and you demonstrate that, Lord, that we could, Lord, receive it, Lord, yet not be afraid, oh God. We, 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 we don't have to cower in fear because you're threatening us, Jesus. And tonight, Lord, Lord, we confess that sometimes, Lord, we, Lord, have been slow, Lord, to, to converse with you, Lord, and listen to you, oh God, and Lord, sometimes, Lord, we have, Lord, struggled to obey you, Jesus, when you've drawn us, Lord, towards, Lord, a better place, Lord, of obedience, oh God. Lord, we know it's good, oh God. We know your ways are best, Lord. And, but sometimes we struggle, oh God. And Lord, help us, Lord, to remember, Jesus, you have authority, oh God. You have power, Lord. You're in charge of, Lord, every authority, Lord, is under you, Lord. Every authority is established by you, Jesus. It's all under you, O oh God. And there is no voice that is more authority than your voice, Jesus. And so tonight, Lord, we thank you, O oh God, that we can be counted, Lord, part of your family, O oh God.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we part, Lord, and Lord, as we go through the moments of this week, Jesus, would you remind us, Lord, Lord, who we are in you, Lord. Lord, we're in your name, Lord. We've been justified in your name, Lord. Lord, your name, Lord, is our banner, Jesus. We raise the flag of Jesus, Lord, and, oh, Lord, you own us, oh, God. We've given ourselves to you, Jesus, and therefore, Lord, we are under your authority, oh, God. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way. We yield to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 God bless you, brothers and sisters. Have a great week. And don't forget, we're under the authority of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website. It's www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time.